How's it going, guys? And welcome back to the Put Me On podcast. We had to take an extended break, and I'll be honest with you, I missed you guys. I missed doing this show. Um, last time we did this, it was 2020. Now it's 2021, which is insane. And while you may have thought you were done with 2020, think again. It's year-end wrap-up time, baby. Let's go. My top five rap and R&B albums of the year are what you're going to get to listen to today, along with some discussion of what makes them so good. So, without further ado, let's get started. At five, imaginary drum roll, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by the late, great Pop Smoke. Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon is the debut album of Pop Smoke a posthumous album put together by 50 Cent after his murder, and it shows off the potential that Pop was realizing. I like to distinguish between rappers, singers, and artists because not everyone is an artist. Not everyone is versatile. Not everyone has a special knack for for making music and not just songs. Pop was an artist, an artist coming into his own judging by this album. It starts with his regular drill sound on songs like 4-4 Bulldog, Gangsters and Make It Rain, and let's take 44 Bulldog real quick as an example of how crazy Pop Smoke was as an artist. That song, along with Welcome to the Party and Dior, the first two songs that really put him on, they're ASMR murder music. Like, you've got no idea how long it took me to get comfortable wearing headphones and listening to his music because he's just like growling in my ear and whatnot. Like on Gangsters, he's seductively rapping to me about how he's a gang member. It's, it's, it's weird. And, and I love it. <laughs> the sexual appeal Pop Smoke had was evident day one listening to his music, which is why it's surprising that people were taken aback when Pop had a heavy R&B shift on this project. What You Know About Love, Enjoy Yourself featuring Carol G., and Mood Swings featuring Lil TJ are the strongest R&B offerings on this album, with Mood Swings chorus leaving a lasting impact on anyone who's heard it. Then, the album ends with a return to drill with Got It On Me, a great twist on 50 Cent's Many Men, and Tunnel Vision, the album's outro, which properly closes out his amazing yet short career. In it, Pop Smoke says he set out to change the game, and I think he did. The best three tracks in a row on this album, if you can only listen to three, listen to these three, are tracks 17 through 19, Got It On Me, Tunnel Vision, and Dior. Is it cheating to include a bonus track in this? Sure, but who cares? I run the show. Now, at number four, my turn, Lil Baby. 2020 was Lil Baby's year from a commercial and a cultural perspective. He released the best streaming album of this year, and he won the war of BLM singles during the George Floyd protests with The Bigger Picture. He also made himself a household name. There are very few rappers who have mastered their sound better than Lil Baby. He does his thing on every beat he chooses. No matter what sound he's on or who else is featured, Baby's a chameleon with the way he fits into his music. He doesn't stand out, but he's always good for a bar or two that'll catch your ears. Think of it like the food equivalent of Chick-fil-A. You may not like mumble rappers, but you have to admit he's doing it better than anyone else. The best three song run on this one, tracks three through five, How, Grace, and Woe. 
Now, number three will be a familiar name for listeners. Hold space for me, Orion Sun. It's a bit of a change of pace after two rappers, and here we're going into Neo Soul. Hold space for me sneaks up on you as you listen to it. It burrows its way into your skull, and then for the next week, it's all you want to listen to. In our streaming culture, album artists like Orion Sun are kind of struggling to adapt. They're the exact type of people that are screwed by the new norms of our music consumption because they won't just dump 35 songs on you, and they won't double dip with a deluxe to boost their numbers. As a result, they kind of get lost in the shuffle, which is a shame because they're making the best music out there. Best three song run for this one, tracks 9 through 11, Coffee for Dinner, Sailing, Birds Gave Up. Speaking of the business side of music here as well, Album number two's rollout could only be described as a shit show, and she's signed to a major. Maybe that explains it, though. This album had not one, but two deluxe releases, as well as nine loose songs put out in the lead-up to its initial release. It's a mess. But the music is amazing. It's Jesse Reyes's Before Love Came to Kill Us. I'm hoping to go more in-depth on this one soon, so I won't deep-dive here except to say... I enjoy how insane Jessie is. We have that in common, I think, and often with her music, she says how I feel before I even know how I'm feeling, and I appreciate that about her. Though she's Grammy nominated, I think Jessie doesn't get the credit she deserves as a songwriter, a vocal talent, or even an artist in general, and her label's doing her no favors. Before Love Came to Kill Us, though, is classic heartbreak R&B, mixed with their upbeat style. One standout in particular, La Memoria, as the title implies, is a song in Spanish, and as someone who has taken now three years of college-level Spanish, I've got no clue what she's saying on the track, and yet, I love it. Then another, off of the second deluxe to be released, Sugar at Night is addictingly good, and it should have been included on the initial release. All in all, the album deserved better than it got from nearly everyone involved that isn't Jesse. And despite it all, it's my second favorite album of the year. Strongest three-track run here, tracks 11 through 13, Kill Us, Love in the Dark, and I Do. And now, highly anticipated, you've been waiting for it for all of eight minutes. It's my <laughs> top album of the year. Surprising absolutely no one, it is After Hours by The weekend. it is R&B, I won't hear anything other than that. My first ever music review was a review of this album, which I wrote for Technician. I've already been paid for it, so the clicks don't matter, but if you want to support your boy, just go over there and, and, and read it, it's very good. Um, it, like I said, it was my first A&E piece, and after I turned it in, Austin Dunlow, the A&E editor, he texted me and he said, wait, this is actually good. I didn't know how to take that uh, except as a compliment, I guess. But he was shocked uh, that I, a writer, could write. With an album as good as After Hours, though, it really did all the work for me. I could talk about this album forever, but I love how tight it is. There's no waste of time. There's no waste of space. It is 14 songs, it's just under an hour to listen to, and 
it's like a planetary orbit rather than a roller coaster. God bless my love for terrible metaphors. Makes sense though. Roller coasters have their ups and downs. You start at a point, you experience the ride, you try not to throw up, and you get off when it's done thinking anywhere between that was awesome and never again. After hours is not that. View it through the lens of drug addiction or relationships or both of you like, whatever suits your fancy. After hours takes you through every relevant emotion you feel along your journey with drugs or that person, good or bad. Every season, spring, summer, fall, winter, from the loving to the hating to the gaslighting to the begging, it has it all. And then it ramps up the tension before filling you with catharsis and dropping you back at the beginning of the orbit to run through it all again. After hours is not a start to finish thing. You don't start at the beginning as some heartbroken person and then by the end you're okay with it. No, you start at the beginning broken. You end it feeling a little better, but guess what? Then you go right back to the beginning and it, it's, it flows because it's a circle of emotion that you can't just break out of after an hour. It's incredible. It's the weekend's best work and it's the best album of the year. And it's one of the best I've ever heard. The three-track run here, unsurprisingly, the last three songs of the album, tracks 12 through 14, Repeat After Me interlude. That's the gaslighting, if you're wondering. After Hours, that's the begging. And Until I Bleed Out, <laughs> which is the uh, catharsis. So just like that, those are your five best R&B and rap albums of 2020. Give them a listen. Tell me what you think. Um, and you can thank me later for putting you on. Anyways, that's all I've got for y'all today. Thank you for joining me. This has been the 10th episode of the Put Me On podcast. I have been your host, Jalen Harrington. As always, stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, and I'll talk to y'all next time. Uh, uh.